Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast from Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about when we talk about faith. On today's episode, Ed and I sit down and talk about the experiences we're having in the pandemic times and what the plans are for worship going forward. Welcome to Round Hill Radio. I'm Leslie. I'm Ed. Hey, Ed. How are you doing, Leslie? I'm doing okay. I am still in my house, um, but feeling grateful for having such, you know, I have, for those watching the video, I'm in my home office. So feeling lucky to have a little, little space carved out. And you look very comfortable there. Extremely cozy. It's very (laughs) cozy. I'm slowly turning it into a jungle. Uh, I have many things behind me right now. (laughs) It looks nice and green on the inside. That's good. Yes. Yes. Trying to bring the outside in. (laughs) So we're back podcasting. Wow. Glad to be back. It feels really nice, doesn't it? It's like feels like that sort of that normal uh, moment of normalcy, which is really nice. Yeah. And there's a new thing coming up this weekend that is uh, its own little moment of some bringing something back. So, will you tell us what uh, tell us what that is? I am happy to. So we have not worshipped in our sanctuary at Round Hill Community Church since the beginning of March, and uh, what an unusual time. Uh, strange and challenging and unsettling time. We have, thanks to you and others, we've adapted in some pretty remarkable ways. So we've had online services. And since the end of June, I believe, we've had an outdoor service, which has been really remarkable and very satisfying. But now we are making preparations to go back into our sanctuary for the first Sunday in April and really looking forward to that. And a lot of people have been working very hard to make that happen and possible. Yeah. So. It's really exciting. So the first Sunday in October, which will be October 4th, we'll be back in the sanctuary. So what, uh, we have a whole reopening the campus committee, yes. this task force that has been working just so, so hard pretty much ever since this pandemic started. So right. what precautions are we taking to make sure that we can worship in a safe way? Right. So we're bringing inside all the precautions that we used when we were outdoors for that service of worship. So we're we're following the protocols that have been laid out by the state of Connecticut, and we've been following those now for many, many months. And uh, like everyone else, we're trying to practice great physical distancing, keeping ourselves at least a minimum of six feet apart, if not more. Uh, masks will be worn during the service in the sanctuary. Pre-registration is required, just as it was for the outdoor service, and that means that everyone will be given uh, an assigned seat. And so there are already some changes, right? That's going to be a little a little different, but we'll get used to that. We may get actually an opportunity to see the sanctuary from a different standpoint because we're we may not be sitting where we're you know accustomed to sitting, but all of that will get worked out over time. So wearing the masks, keeping uh, a safe physical distance. There will be no singing during the service, although we will include music from our soloists, um, and that will be done using all of the necessary precautions, but we will not be singing at least to get started. And so uh, those, are our, those are our main protocols as we get going in the sanctuary once again. 
Yeah. So it, that's always the, you know, the lack of congregational singing, of course, me as a musician makes me, oh, yeah. you know, so sad. So I'm like, let's, let's all be safe so we can get this over with as soon as possible. So we can all go back right. to just singing together. Cause I think that's such a, a wonderful part of worship. Um, and we are of course, so grateful for our soloists that have led us in worship over the past months, right. um, both on virtually and in the outdoor service. They've just been working so, so hard adapting and learning tech. And uh, now we're, we're doing uh, uh, testing on different styles of uh, singer's masks. You guys might have seen those. So singer's masks are kind of a funny thing because, you know, with our normal masks, they're very close to our face. Right. And as you can imagine, when you have something on top of your face, you can't really understand what you're saying. <laughs> So we, um, they've been making a bunch of different people, companies have been making these ones that have sort of a, a cage, a, a metal thing that makes them stick out a little bit. They're still just as, you know, held with the border tightest to the face. There's, there aren't right. issues with the safety of that, but it creates a, what, what we're calling a sort of a resonance chamber so that mm-hmm. you can understand what they're saying. And it's, uh, we have a, we bought a, a few different kinds. So uh, hopefully they find one that they're comfortable in. Um, and so that's going to be great. And obviously going to be great making music with them with the yes. organ. Cause I'll be playing the organ again, which I did for the first time last week <laughs> in about three months three four months. I was a little worried. Shake if, the dust off of it. and Yeah, I will say some of the keys did have a pretty solid layer of <laughs> dust on them. <laughs> um, but it was, it was so, it's so nice to get back to that instrument that I love yeah. so dearly. So really glad for that. So the service is still going to look, shall we say, different from normal, right? Yeah, there will be a difference. I, I, I think one of the things that we've been so fortunate to do, we've mentioned this so many times in the past months, is that we've been able to have an online service. And I know we wanted to include that as part of our conversation. And that online service will continue. We will continue to produce that on a weekly basis. The indoor service and the, and the online service will uh, look very much the same, I think, in terms of the flow of the service. And so there will still be room for music. Uh, there will still be a message and a scripture lesson. We will not have a children's message to start with for the service that's indoors, but we will continue to do something for the online service. So uh, one part of the feedback that we've gotten is that this has been a very challenging time. So less is more. And our services of worship have tended to weigh in at around 35 minutes. We've been get, getting a lot of positive feedback, which I've, and I've been trying to take it in a positive way. So. <laughs> but actually, I think, I think it has been very helpful for us to share the content of our message within that time frame, because so many people talk about fatigue related to their their virtual experiences. And so to have a service of worship that lasts for a shorter space of time uh, is giving people a chance to engage but not feel overwhelmed. So uh, so, so that's what our, our, our indoor service, I think, will continue to have that same flow that we have used. It will obviously include prayers and music, scripture lesson, and message. Yeah, that half an hour you know, give or take five minutes either way. It's been a, it's been a really nice, um, it almost feels like a distillation of worship. Like we hit, we hit some of the high points, obviously not having three hymns and not having an intro and a benediction 
cuts you down pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of, you know, sort of the byproduct of that almost. Oh, I, li- I like that you were, used the word distillation because that's exactly the word that was used by one of our members who tunes into the services every single week from another part of the country. And uh, his comment was, it's wonderful to see this sort of concentrated message. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens in a very efficient way. Very So anyway, that's that's been very helpful to people. Yeah, I like that. And I think, you know, one of the silver linings of all of this is, you know, we have created this online worship service. We do it, you know, every church has had to do it in their own way. Yes. Um, yep. We chose right at the beginning to do it pre-recorded, um, which has turned out to be a great choice. A lifesaver. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and so it's, you know, I, you know, being able to share that with people anywhere mm-hmm. and also at any time, you know, right. they can watch it Wednesday night at five o'clock and exactly. we have, you know, we see it in the, to be boring, we see it in the analytics of our YouTube channel, Roundhill Media. Um, that people, you know, we get we get a nice amount of people that watch it on Sunday morning. It's part of their routine. They they look yep. forward to it. It's the weekly rhythm for them. And then we have people that watch it all throughout the week. You week, know, the yeah. the, the, the viewership hmm? in pieces. In pieces, you know? yeah. yeah. You watch it the week, or you catch it when you have a minute. Some people will go back and watch like an older one if there's a message they missed. The Earth Day one has been very popular. Easter, of course, was such a wonderful, bizarre thing to do online. Um, right. But I think right. you know we found the special moments in all of it into making mm. it something really, I think, very meaningful and very connecting. It's really yeah. it's really been an honor to work on. Well, we have received so much positive encouragement from the congregation about these, this service, the online service, and that has been very rewarding. And I think it is a, a testimony also to the need that people have to gather in person, that even though that online service has been so rich and helpful, we certainly hear from our many members of our congregation, what are we going to do in person? And I noticed that when we returned to worship in person outdoors, that it started quite small and then grew from week to week until eventually we reached capacity. And I think uh, my hope is that we are also going to find the same thing indoors. We've, We've chosen to start small and to go slowly so that we can really uh, to, to every extent possible, ensure people's safety. We're very, very concerned about our care for our congregation. It's one of the ways that we can practice love as a Christian community to look out for one another. So we do have this wonderful online experience that's been a great connector for us over the months. And now we're also responding to the need that people have to gather in person. We certainly understand that and appreciate that. So I think that's why there's a real powerful moment coming up this Sunday, October 4th, when we do return to our sanctuary. And I also uh, think it's important, Leslie, you were asking about some of the other protocols. You know, the sanctuary has been thoroughly cleaned, and it's going to be thoroughly cleaned after every single usage. And so that will continue to be a pattern going forward. And um, it also turns out that this Sunday is World Communion Sunday. And that's not a big festival on the Christian year. Not a lot of people, you know, sit around thinking, I can't wait for World Communion Sunday. But 
here it is. And it was really the dream of a Presbyterian pastor in the early part of the 20th century who wanted churches to have this sense that we're all in this together. He was concerned about the, uh, the ways in which Christian congregations were splintering and denominations were breaking apart from one another. So he, um, he, he had this vision of World Communion Sunday. And, and when all churches across the world would celebrate communion together and recenter themselves in Christian love. So we will do that as well. And we have created uh, communion packets for every single participant uh, for this Sunday service. There will be a bottle of juice and a wafer all contained in a small bag. So those will be available for people. This will probably be a way of taking communion that will be unlike anything people <laughs> have ever done in their, their lives. But there it is. It's new and it's different, but it still contains the same basic elements. I love the creativity that's been put into <laughs> figuring out how to make it work. And I think it's going to be really special. I mean, I it will too. be a communion you won't forget. It, it, absolutely right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unique. I love that. So, and and the the reopening, the campus committee has been meeting for, for months oh. about this, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. All the way back into the spring. It's been led by Nancy Mazzoli. And we have a wonderful committee, a great team that's been working together. And I think that's why things have proceeded in the way that they have. And people feel very good about the outdoor experience. And now they've brought all that same uh, thoroughness to their preparation for the indoor service. So... Yeah, our, our, our thanks to Nancy and her committee. They've done a remarkable job. And their work isn't done yet. They're, they're continuing to meet and to, and to continue to work with changes. Um, some people have asked, so what's happening with children and youth and infants, for example, for this particular Sunday? There are no particular programs that we're making available yet for childcare or church school. Again, we're just trying to get back into the sanctuary and to see how that feels. Children may come to the service accompanied by their parents, but at the moment we will forego childcare and programs for older children. Our youth group has been meeting uh, all along, right through late spring and through the summer, and, and, and now we're in early autumn. And, um, but they've also been meeting outside, safely distanced, and they'll continue to do that. So we may see them at our Sunday morning service as well. But if they're there, they'll be following all the same protocols. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Ed. So if you are local to the uh, Fairfield County area, you are more than welcome to join us given that you pre-register at roundhillcommunitychurch.org. Yes, um, and we will look forward to seeing you back here on the podcast next week. Thanks, Ed. Thank you, Leslie. Great to be back in action with you. Thanks for listening. Round Hill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Round Hill Community Church. For more information, please visit roundhillcommunitychurch.org.